Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, um, I've got Rob and Michelle with me. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on and being patient while I figure out how audio works again. Um, I guess before we begin, uh, let's just start with some quick introductions. So, Rob, why don't you just go ahead and give us your full full name and just a brief history of who you are. Yeah, uh, Rob Immel. Uh, I guess the dodgeball world and many other worlds know me as hometown. Um, captain of New York Empire since it started, geez, a decade ago or so. Um, done everything uh, in the dodgeball world, set world records in dodgeball. Um, mostly rubber player. Uh, played for Team USA and WDA in the cloth. And uh, still trying to keep it going. Love it, Happy man. to be here. Thanks for figuring out the audio. I understand this is your first time, your first episode. So um, I'm very patient with you and, and happy to deal with you. I appreciate that. I think your beard actually grew while we were figuring this out. So uh, thanks for your patience. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're obviously no stranger to the dodgeball community. If you are, then uh, whoever's listening that does not know you is must be brand new. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into that in a second. But um, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, I'm Michelle Radley. I've been playing dodgeball for probably seven years now. Uh, I started playing with Rob probably five years ago. I was the only girl. They welcomed me with open arms. Uh, recently, I've been doing elite with just mainly women's, and I've been traveling around the world playing the cloth game and really enjoying it. Nice. But my heart belongs to an 8.5 ball. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, always will be. Got a girl. Right. So, yeah. So, funny story. Um, Rob, you were actually going to be my, my first guest um, when we started, when I, I guess I kind of ventured off of the Dodgeball podcast with Brett and Steve, or as Brett would put it, uh, wrestled him for control. Um, but uh, in, a, in a pointed dispute, in a heated dispute, I think is what he said. But anyway, uh, when I struck out to do this, um, you know, part of that, the intent was to just get to know people more and spend as much time as possible talking to them and understand the story. And um, I mean, you go all the way back to what, 2004, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So it, if anybody's interested in getting to understand more into the weeds with, with Rob, at least all the way up until 2018, um, I would point you into the second episode. The reason why it was the second and not the first is because our great conversation that we had never got recorded. So we had to do it again. So you've, you've been a pretty good sport, man, with all my technical difficulties, which somehow seem to um, go around you. But uh, hopefully this is a one take, one deal type thing. So you know, you can blame me if you want for your difficulties, but uh, I'm happy to be here and happy to be patient with you. Yeah, no, I, I assume full responsibility for my, my failures, <laughs> but um, well, um, happy to have you on here, guys. I mean, it's, this is uh, some weird times that we're, we're experiencing, and um, obviously there's a lot of free time that some of us are experiencing, uh, especially with work uh, being reduced to teleworking or being completely suspended which i think it was both your cases but we we're talking about off, offline there's just like nothing going on right now with school or, or can you kind of yeah uh my school shut down in uh, upstate new york state until april 20th so we're doing our diligence we're doing what we're supposed to do we're kind of hunkered down here my family and i and uh, a lot of playing outside um little dodgeball with the kids it's not really the same as you know having brett and michelle throw at me um but uh, yeah, this is great. And we appreciate it too. I'm sure the dodgeball community appreciates it as well. We can't be out there playing with each other and, and, uh, and getting together with each other. Um, it's nice that you bring us together with, uh, with something to do. So we appreciate that for sure. Definitely. Um, what about you, Michelle? Similar situation right now? Kind of. My job is still open, but we have limited our hours and we're not actually letting customers inside they have to call ahead and we get their stuff ready and we bring it out to them they don't actually have to get out of their car yeah and it's um kind of want to apologize for the dog in the background um it's just it's, so are you a are you a dog sitter also or what's i was actually supposed to be traveling to florida to be in a wedding and I'm not going anymore, but the bride and groom went down, and now I'm watching their dogs. Gotcha. 
and they know that you're here and they want out, but, uh, we'll, we'll do our best to try to mitigate the noise. But, um, yeah, uh, it's this whole, not being able to, to, to play dodgeball. Like I, I hate to say this, but that's when this whole COVID-19 coronavirus thing really started to dawn on me that this is a big deal. Um, you know, we go from hearing all the, the hype and, and the media and it sounded like, oh, this is just like H1N1 or swine flu or bird flu or, you know, just like the, the thing for this year. And then to see it, um, to see it cause all these repercussions now as, as it's been, it, it's really like, I don't want to say unnerving, but it's just, it's bizarre. And um, obviously we can't do what we normally do. Um, can't play dodgeball. So the next best thing is to talk about it and, um, you know, just keep doing so until we can take the court again. And, um, that's part of why I decided to go back into the OG panels and, um, Rob, I mean, if anybody deserves the title OG, it is, is for sure you, I mean, saying again, going back from 2004 and, um, I kind of want to just start with, with you, Michelle, since you're kind of, you're relatively new to this discussion. So where did you, um, where'd you just get your start? When did you begin playing dodgeball? I started playing at the Washington Armory in Albany. I Brett brought me one, I think it was on a Thursday they used to play. And he it was a lot different. It took him a while to let me come play with Rob and his group because I don't think he thought I'd be able to handle it. So was Brett talking about like these really good dodgeball players that like just kind of teasing you or like how did it was, it was more of like it's like a whole new world going from what i started with to playing at the sportsplex with rob it was like a whole new level of competition gotcha. i started with rob pinching it at my face nice any uh any reason for that rob just trial by fire or just no no pins is just nasty no, I think that, uh, you know, I think I've recognized some talent and potential. And so, you know, what better way to get this female dodgeball athlete prepared than to just let her have the, you know, the pain, let her have the best that she can handle and, and go from there. And, and she didn't back down at all. I didn't think she was going to. Um, but I understand Brett's hesitation to bring her because, you know, it's it's a different thing. Like she said, it's a different level. And from recreational dodgeball to competitive dodgeball, everybody understands that now. But um, back five, six, seven years ago, it was kind of blended together and the lines were blurred a little bit. Um, so when she did show up, I'm like, okay, let's see what this girl has. And obviously she's still there. Yeah, much, much, uh, much to her credit. So recreational versus competitive dodgeball back in the day. So this is what, seven years ago? So 2013-ish? Yeah, yeah, maybe it, a little before that. Yeah, yeah maybe eight or nine what did uh what did the dodgeball scene look like back then uh it was basically like the team awesome world was when i started the beginning it was like the giovinco brothers frankie nar nar was on their team etta ponte <clears throat> And for you, Rob? Um, yeah, I mean, back then, I mean, you had groups of people getting together, uh, wearing short shorts and spandex and drinking while they were playing. And then you had this this other crew who were sick and twisted individuals like us that that wanted to take it to the next level um, and got to see uh, teams from other states and things like that. I mean, hearing Shelly talk about uh, Team Awesome from nine years ago seems crazy because I remember him from longer than that. You know, when they first started with the Sharpie shirts and things like that. Uh, but yeah, that's what it was. Everybody has their story. And, and uh, it was cool just because it was divided, right? Like you had the group of, of misfits that would just go to this random open space and just throw dodgeballs at each other with no rules and no real kind of direction. And then from there, kind of trailed off into these, these people that really took it serious and, and, and treated it like a sport and stepped up to the next level. And uh, it's funny to see those people are still playing and the people who just treat it like a joke or whatever, they're done. They tried it a little bit and they're done. Yeah. There, I mean, there's definitely um, like, uh, 
I think you said, you might have said it earlier, Michelle, there's like a, there's a distinction now between competitive dodgeball and recreational, um, that does blur or used to blur a little bit with elite. It's really hard to say what, um, USA dodgeball and premier would do, but, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like you said, like we, we would go to these tournaments and I'm, I'm kind of thinking back to like the NDL days where you would have, let's say of the 40 teams that would show up it's fair to say like maybe 15 were super serious. The others were just kind of like, we're going to go to Vegas and party and then, you know, base everything off the movie and not really take it seriously. And and that has fizzled out, I think, uh, substantially since, since those days. Um, I wanted to ask, um, cause I just kind of want to dive in. So was, was it always empire or was it Epic? I think we might've talked about this previously. No, it was, um, it was upstate empire because uh, we were all from upstate New York and you know, big difference between New York city and upstate New York, you know, we're up here in the woods and uh, obviously New York city is the city. Um, so we were upstate empire and then uh, Epic was the NDL's pro team. It was New York Epic. Uh, but then when we joined up and we, we asked the Hut Hansel brothers, Mike and Tommy and Lizzie Tepper to join up with us. Um, we became New York Empire, just the whole state. And it's got a better ring to it than Upstate Empire. I think so. What, uh, what year was this? 2012. Gotcha. Maybe 11. We did a, a lot of tournaments with them. Um, I can talk about them a little bit. You know, they, they're not really favorites of a lot of dodgeballers because their attitude. And I think that's like the, the New York City kind of chip on their shoulder kind of thing. And, uh, I think it actually helped us a lot in a lot of big tournaments because they got in some people's heads. They may not have been the best dodgeball players, but, uh, you know, talking smack them across the line would just get people out of their comfort zone. I think it helped us out a lot. Um, great, great people. People were kind of like scoffed at us a little bit because we were kind of known as like the nice guys. Empire is kind of kind of nice. And then we picked up with the New York City folk. We're kind of like, it's never going to work. But uh, the union was great. And, uh, we found some success and it was, it was a lot of fun. Love those guys today. And this is uh, what, what tournaments were these? Um, Cause like, I, I hate to admit it, but like we have, at least I have a little bit of a, when I think East, I just think one, one, one city, one cluster. Right. But even as you said, like there's, there's a difference between New York city and like upstate New York. So and you, you, I kind of, I'm trying to remember our conversation too, is like, oh yeah, I guess like there's, there's still dodgeball elsewhere and, and all this other stuff happens. So if you can kind of just help me with some of these tournaments, if you recall. Yeah. I'm um, not NDL only, was the big one at the time. Not only the NDLs, but just all over the East coast. I mean, empire went on quite a tear all over the East coast for a few years. Um, I think that our, our best was a little too early. You know, I think we're kind of <laughs> before our time. I think dodgeball now is a little bit magnified and a little bit maybe better. Um, maybe we, we, uh, we peaked too early, but um, yeah, we, it was a lot of this East coast stuff. And then obviously out in Vegas for the last couple of uh, NDL tournaments. Gotcha. And uh, Michelle, when did you start coming into this picture? So you, you kind of said like maybe 2009 ish. I can't even remember. It feels like forever ago. I, if 2013 was New York Empire, then it's probably been, I probably was with Upstate two or three years prior to that. So probably like 2009, 2010. Okay. And uh, going back to like when, so you, you kind of eased into this, uh, Brett kind of, I won't say sheltered you, but just like kind of wait until you're ready. And then you show up and you hit in the face. Um, what was it about dodgeball that just like kept you coming back for more? Like usually that would send most people back uh, packing. They, they would want any more of that. Um, what, what was it that just kept you going? I think it was more because I'm just that type of athlete. And the first time ever playing, I was sore for probably four or five days after it. You just use muscles that you're not used to using and then – just the adrenaline rush was awesome. And what better way to relive your childhood than to be able to play dodgeball as an adult. Gotcha. I'm, sure, I'm imagining a pinch to the face that that'll, that'll get the, the blood pumping pretty fast. And Well, it's pretty scary. He has a pretty nasty pinch. 
I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember if, if I've ever seen you pinch, Rob. Because I, I remember, obviously, MDL outlawed that. Um, I, think I tried pinching back in 2005, but like 2006, I'd said, uh, no, can't do it anymore. Dance party, dance party Vietnam. And I did some tournaments, and they were all like, they were turned on from it, from, from Costanza and everything. Um, so I just practiced it, you know, like anything else. And I think, you know, kind of a test of what Shelly's saying, like ego keeps people in dodgeball and also takes people out. You know, we have a lot of people show up day one that are former baseball players or athletes. And I think they're not the best and they just quit or they'll fake an injury. And it happens probably 70% of the time when new people show up. But I think if your ego is the right way and you have a certain mindset like Shelly has, um, you get hit and you're like, shoot, I want to get better. Um, I need to get better. How can I do that? That guy just hit me in the face with a ball that seemed like it came out of wherever. I need to learn that. How can I get better? And that that's what sets her apart from other other athletes in this game. Yeah, I uh, actually would you agree, uh, Michelle? I, actually, do you, do you go by Shelly? Like, is it just Shelly from from here on? Uh, these guys always call. I don't think they've ever called me by my real name, but you can you can call me whatever you feel like. Fair enough. But it, that, that's what you're saying. Like you're, you're just the, the natural competitive type. So when somebody blasts you, you're just like, how do I make sure this doesn't happen again? Sure yeah. I, I grew up playing on all boys teams, basketball. I played baseball. I don't think I played a women's sport until I was in seventh grade hmm. when I was forced to. Gotcha. And then is this what got you into elite? Because you mentioned in the introduction that you started getting into the elite scene. Um, well, I guess that's, I keep forgetting that it's, it's gone. Um, prior to this year, um, was it just the, let's see what else is out there that, that kept you going? Well, after we kind of phased out of going to as many tournaments as we did, uh, my friend Mackenzie Riley, She's played on um, Upstate Empire a few times when we do co-ed and stuff. But, uh, yeah, this if we ever get started, this will probably be my th third year with, like, the Elite slash USA Dodgeball. Or, like, I guess we can like, call it competi like, competitive or third year, second year Elite, first year Premier. Yeah. I'm getting uh, a little tongue-tied trying to separate the two um yeah it's again going back to just this whole year being so so weird um you know with, with the dates not being announced right away with the transition between elite two premiere to what just happened in the past couple of days um it's insane to think about um and then rob you're saying like you're you're playing dodgeball with your kids but are you are you able to do anything else like are you are you able to train or is it just kind of yeah um luckily the gym i belong to uh the owners are great and they send us some workouts um kind of confiscated some some weight and equipment and disinfected them from certain local businesses that i'm affiliated with um and actually kind of set up a little outdoor gym uh on the porch you know it's uh it's it's tough right you want to you want to do things that keep you normal that keep you sane so it's just adapting to it. And um, I can't do anything without being active, whether it's throwing a ball or, or, or working out or whatever. So um, that's definitely been a priority. And we'll see what, what works and we'll make it work. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's like the attitude of everybody right now. Like we're just, we just have to kind of push through it. And it's out of our choice. Yeah. It's out of our, our hands. You know, it's not like we're choosing to stay inside for, for two months, you know, just oh, doing God. the right thing, make the call and that's it. Yeah, uh, two weeks was a tall order already. I, I hope it's not two months, man. Um, what about you, Michelle? Like, what what are you what are you doing to stay stay active? I guess. Well, um, I finally started going to the gym about three months ago, and now they took that away from me. But my personal trainer has been sending me videos that I can do at home, so it's been working out keeping myself occupied nice yeah i've noticed um 
because I, I guess I tend to creep on people on Facebook, but I noticed a lot of more, a lot more gym, um, related posts from you. Um, seems like looking good, Shelly. Yeah, I took, I guess it was a big reality check over the last year and I saw a picture of myself and then I just, one of my friends was like, let's do Weight Watchers together in October and I stuck with it and 40 pounds later, here I am feeling fantastic. That's awesome. Congratulations. And why, um, why, why do you think it stuck? Like why, what, what finally pushed you into I'm going to do this and I'm going to commit to it and I'm going to just keep going. I think just realizing that life's too short to be unhealthy and unhappy. And when I started seeing results, it kind of pushed me to keep going and see, I put two pictures side by side and I was like, wow, I really needed that change. And just the being able to move better on the court and my reaction times a lot better and it just feels good to be able to keep up like if maybe i fall down it doesn't take me five minutes to get back up again <laughs> wow you're just snickering in the background <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah I, I think it's really cool when you can you can experience like the hard work that you're putting in on the dodgeball court, like that you can see what, what's being worked on and you can feel I am faster or I am a little bit quicker on the reflex or, um, I throw a little bit harder than normal. or I'm jumping higher. Like that, that's the one coolest thing about dodgeball. Well, one of the many coolest things about dodgeball, but in terms of like working out, you just, you, you see the, the effects almost immediately. Um, if you're, if you're really going, going for it. Um, and then Rob, you've always just been, I mean, I'm just rethinking again of our conversation. It's just always been just nonstop, like pretty intense personality, right? Like you've never, have you ever had slumps or have you ever had like that, man, I need to get in better shape moment? Um, no, I've, I've, uh, I've kept pretty, pretty steady in the front of my mind that I need to stay in shape for this game that I love. Cause honestly, without this game, I don't know who I would be. I don't even want to find out, you know, I'm sure that, my family doesn't want to find out. Um, so I need to be active. I need to move around. Um, obviously, being a physical education teacher, um, I like being a role model and things like that, too. Um, little setback. I had elbow surgery. It's a little, little scary not knowing if I was to throw as well or even at all. But um, that was almost two years ago, and that's, that was perfectly fine. But I, I just think, like Shelly said, sometimes you have off nights. Um, and the weekly training when we play it and, and you just think to yourself, I need to be better. How can I be better? Maybe I shouldn't get so messed up this weekend <laughs> and Monday uh, wouldn't have been as tough. Um, but that's, I think constantly playing like, uh, like Shelly said is, is a reminder that you need to stay on top of your game and whatever you need to do, whether it's diet or exercise or, or something else, um, you got to do it. Nice. Yeah. One of the things I, that keeps me going is just preservation and, and being able to, to play at this age and um it's funny because cactus dodgeball the league that i play in right now they they asked me some questions for a promo and i, I pretty much ripped off your your response where you it's because I, I think i'd ask you like what do you look forward to the most um in this coming year this is you know 2018 and you pretty much said like i just look forward to the next time i get to take the court again i look forward to like the next game and i thought that was like such a profound way to look at things because obviously as we're even experiencing right now, not everything is guaranteed. And, um, my response was like, I just look forward to the next time I get to step on the court in dodgeball gear and I get to, to, to get another round in. So no uh, feel free to use that anytime, Steve. No, oh, no, I've, I've been like in person, I've been saying it all the time, but like it finally got me recorded and I don't know if I cited you or not. I don't think I did, but, uh, it's a good response. And I, I have that fear too. Like at some point, uh, you're gonna have to stop playing, and I just, I don't, I don't want to know what that looks like, man. It's a, it's a dark thought. Um, do you ever think like that, Michelle, or do you still feel like you've got plenty of time ahead of you, or what are your thoughts? If you asked me five months ago, I would say that this would have been my last year, but now that I've taken control and got my together i guess you can say i think i got a few more years left in me yeah um 
also quotes uh, Joe Coella till the wheels come off. Um, I'd rather they didn't come off. Um, I'd like for them to stay on, but uh, for all intents and purposes, that that also is a, is a pretty good way to look at it too. Like you just you, you really can't play anymore, and you got to walk away. And but uh, even then, um, and actually, uh, yeah, let, let's let's talk about this real quick. So let's say, heaven forbid, Rob, you have to stop playing. Do you see yourself being involved in dodgeball at all, like coaching? or um refing or organizing yeah, like- i think i think that anybody can be a player right anybody can play for a certain amount of time but i think it takes a, a certain kind of person to be a, uh, an ambassador for our sport and i think that that's me um i'll be involved in some aspect in whatever aspect or extent i can be with this game whether it be coaching training i'll still be playing probably not at the most competitive level um we have one of my great friends who's been playing with us just, you know, casually uh, Monday nights, just turned 48 and he's crushing it out there. You know, he's having fun. Um, but yeah, I think advisory role, coaching role, training role, just talking to young dodgeball players or up and comers. Yeah, I'll be involved forever. Nice. 48, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's, nice. he's crushing it. Okay. I mean, I've got, just open up 12 more years for me. Thank you. <laughs> Got plenty of time. That's cool. Um, man, I thought there was one time where I was like, okay, I'm 30. I'm going to stop playing at 35. And then 35 came so fast. I'm like, no, I'm not really done yet. Um, so now it's like 40. And then I see, uh, see OGs like Joe and, and uh, Benedetto still playing and still doing fairly well. Um, see you out there always playing too. And just like, okay. Um, it's like that suicide pack we talked about. Um, right. Like <laughs> I also food. think it's, it's, you know, those things that, that Shelly talked about, those realizations that maybe um, just change the aspect of your game. You know, you're not just up at the attack line for the entire game. Maybe in the back. Maybe you will sub out for once in a while and take a small break. Maybe it's a recovery that needs help with, you know. So it's just realizing that you still play the game the, the best you can, but certain things might have to change. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, there's this kid, uh, Gage Young, uh, ironic, but he's he's like 17, 18. He's a child, and he just flops around, throws himself up in the air with no intent or no no. I mean, he. I mean, I, I imagine he, I imagine he knows what he's doing, but he just jumps up in the air and just like um, actually reminds me a lot of uh, Team Awesome, the Geo Kids, when they're flipping around doing all kinds of crazy nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not doing anything like that anymore. Um, but like you said, you just become um, more, you just change every game to see, to suit, to suit you. And um, one person that really uh, elaborated on that and, and kind of brought that to my attention was um, Eric Tillman, just saying, as you get older, get a little more deliberate in your actions and that helps you play better. And, you know, as Michelle was saying, just, you know, maybe eat better, train harder um, and, and squeeze out what you can. But um, same question to you, Michelle, like, do, do you think you'd still be involved in dodgeball in some capacity uh, when you, when you can't play anymore? I think so. I mean, Rob has enough kids to have his own dodgeball team. I'm sure I'll be watching them while I'm sitting in a wheelchair. Just can't get away. I, I can't. I, I would sit there and watch it all day before I would give it up completely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been toying with the idea of a, uh, like a 40-plus league at some point just because you know at some point there's going to have to be like a legitimately sound like a division b division competitive wreck um assuming you know we still continue to grow and these young kids are coming in that are just monsters um at some point there might be such a thing as a senior league which i'd be willing to to venture into once once um once you can't hang anymore it's tough to find insurance for that one yeah you'll just have to sign away any any liability like i realize what i'm doing um i could get hurt here <laughs> just, just maybe changing the, the ball type or, or the rule set or something but um i like it have you uh so michelle have you played with like 8.5 cloth no sting rubber all of them um i have i don't really prefer foam but i'll play it if i have to but I have play. I do play no sting. I kind of don't really like playing co-ed no sting, but I'll sit there and take it if I have to. 
I'd rather play I'd rather play co-ed 8.5 than co-ed no screen. Is it because of the ball or? Well, I don't know why they're called no sting because they definitely sting when a guy is throwing 65 miles an hour at you, if not more. Yeah, they relied to with that. Um, so when we were just talking about that during open gym last week, the last one, just those things actually can, can sting quite a bit. I think even more so than 8.5. So change the name it's to like no bruise or something. Um, it's like bringing a softer version of the stingers back. Oh God, yeah, the stingers were. Rob, did you, did you like those? Refresh my memory. Did you like the stingers? Um, uh, I didn't mind them. I thought they were easier to dodge. They're smaller and they're they're fun to throw. I'm not I'm not the strongest thrower on any team I'm on. Uh, but anybody can chuck those things. But I didn't I didn't mind them. I think it was it wasn't real dodgeball. It was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know, out there with three and a half inch rubber balls. Yeah. But uh, at the time, I was all about it. Again, at the time, I was like 22, 21. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll do anything. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I won't do pinch now, obviously, for uh, self-preservation reasons. And singers, no, thank you. Uh, I got nothing to prove. So, <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and get to. Uh, Got a couple of, of crowdsource questions, thankfully. Um, I did post this this morning, so I was able to grab a few. Um, Start with Alan Thomas, and you can start this one, Rob. Um, but he asks, what do you think the biggest lesson we can learn as a community is from the fall of the NDL? Um, I guess it's a two-part question. So that was the first one, but what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I, as far as the fall of the NDL, I don't know. I think we can obviously learn a lot from the NDL. Um, I think it brought together this whole sport we're talking about. Um, and I think that from the fall of it, I think we can learn that things can always improve, right? And I think that we can learn from it that it, it takes a group of people to make a good, good organization. I think that um, a committee and a mindset may be better than one or two people. But I think now it's easier we're not inventing the game or inventing a set of rules that basically the, the NDL did. Um, and I think, you, you know, you have organizations like Elite or uh, your USA Dodgeball. They're just kind of – it's easier to correct a rough draft, right, to just put something out there that nobody really knows about and nobody's really done and say, let's go do this on the largest scale possible we can think of and try to make this work. Um, there's a lot of angles that aren't really thought of. So if somebody does it first, it kind of blazes the trail a little bit. It's easier to pave that trail um, and make it obviously better because it's been done. You can fix the mistakes that have been done. You know, uh, one time I was dating my wife in college and she got a 96 on a psychology paper. And uh, well, I had a psychology paper <laughs> due at my school so guess what? I borrowed that paper and I took all the red corrections and I corrected it. I got a 99 and I got a college research paper award for it. And it was easy for me. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to fix everything that's been corrected already. Um, so I think from the fall of the NDL, I don't know that we can learn a ton, but I think that we can kind of look back and respect that somebody and an organization went all in for a sport that we all know and love and if you look at other organizations that are in america right now um some players obviously are gone but the majority of them played in those tournaments and learned in those tournaments and and learned to love the game that we're talking about right now at those tournaments yeah. so I, I think that that may be it um you know also too that people need to learn that it can change at any moment you know you have the xfl it's kind of like that like somebody could just start up another organization and what is it going to be? Is it going to be hatred toward them or is it they going to be welcome with open arms to help this sport grow? Cause what, what does everybody ultimately want? Do they want to make money from dodgeball tournaments? Do they want to be known as the only dodgeball out there? Do they want the best for the sport. And I think what the NDL laid the groundwork for was now finding what works best. 
and finding what's best for the sport. But you're also seeing, I think that people, you know, it's not easy. Right? It's not easy for a group, an organization, or one person to run. A lot of criticism, a lot of not making everybody happy and things like that. So, I mean, that's a pretty broad question. We could probably do a whole episode on, on that. Love Alan, by the way. Great guy, great player. But I guess that's, uh, that's my thoughts on that one. Yeah, and you've actually, so you, you got to hang out with Alan, get to know him a little bit, play with him uh, in 20, oh my gosh, my brain sucks. Uh, okay, it was 2018 at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, thank you. I was like 2016. Like, no, it's, <laughs> man, it's been a, it's been a long year, dude. It's March 15th yeah. and it's, I'm over 2020. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, what was it like actually playing with him? Um, what's your take on the guy? You know, it, it was, it was weird because you don't, you don't know a lot of these players that we see on these pages that we talk to even on Facebook or that like certain things or that, that throw shade on people or whatever. So we first saw him on, um, we played for U.S. Dodgeball at Madison Square Garden. So I first met him at a, like a quick little warm-up training session thing. <laughs> so how backwards does that sound? I'm playing with this guy against some of the best teams in the world from countries from all over, and I'm meeting him the day before we're supposed to play them. Uh, but, you know, he's definitely like, like a different kind of dude, but I dig him. And uh, I'm sure he, uh, he was like the West Coast leader. You know, um, he has a good voice and, uh, and and pretty good leadership on the court. That honestly, my first impression, I didn't think that that was going to come through. Uh, but no, I, I I hope I get to play with him again. Yeah, Alan is a uh, he, he's a really good guy, and I, I probably going to get a lot of I don't want to say flack for that, but probably a lot of double takes or uh, the what meme um, reaction because when you when you get to talk to him in person and you're not chomping in the bit for a quick retort on a, on a comment or going down a, you know, dumpster fire of threads and nonsense. Um, you actually talk to the person um, just in general, you realize like, Oh, they're a human being just like I am. And um, you hear them back up their opinion, you find out what they're about. And most of the time they end up just being genuine and a good person. So. Yeah. And um, he, had, he, I mean, him, he and I talked a bit about NDL and he had some questions and stuff, but, but that was it. And we actually shared an awesome slice of pizza at one of my favorite pizza places in the world. Um, so yeah, I, I like Alan. I hope, I, like I said, I hope I get to play with him again. Yeah. Um, a couple things I want to dive into, but real quick, with, with this question, Michelle, did you have any input on that? Because you got to experience NDL, it seems pretty late into the game. I think 2012 is when you started going. Yeah, it was kind of fizzling out when I started playing. There wasn't like the massive amount of teams that they used to get. I think the year before I started, it was like that last big one. And then when I came, it was probably 20 or so teams per division. <clears throat> gotcha. So what do you think, uh, are there any takeaways that you can gather from that or do you kind of echo what Rob is saying? I agree with Rob's been in it longer than I have. I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I basically have just wanted to continue playing dodgeball any way that I can. Gotcha. Yeah, I want to go back to what you're saying, Rob, with um, just it, it would be really unfair and just completely um, dishonest if, if anybody were to say that the NDL did not pave the way for what we have now. Um, Ed, for all we can say, good and bad, really just basically made dodgeball happen. He's the reason why we're playing now. I, I do not think any of the organizations at the time had the resources or the vision or the, or the guts to just throw themselves out there. And again, this could be a whole nother podcast episode to, to say, hey, we're going to do this thing in Vegas um, and, and come one, come all and continue to fight through the wave. Cause the wave definitely dissipated. I want to say like 2007, 2008, but uh, you know, he kept it going and um, other entities came in with a, with what they thought was a better, better product, better vision. And um, you know, I don't say like the rest is history, but yeah, that's a good point. And um it's definitely easier to correct a rough draft, as you said. So I, I kind of like how you put that. Uh, the second question, 
or part of the question was, do you think dodgeball is like most sports where the current era of players has progressed pretty rapidly past the previous era in terms of skill and strategy? So that's, that's kind of what, I think you kind of mentioned something similar to that, but what, what are your thoughts on that question, Rob? Um, I think, I think that the game has changed. I think that certain organizations and certain rule sets have, have been set in um, to change the game a little bit. Uh, my old playing a different style could crush a lot of younger players just because of the style. Um, so I don't think that the, the younger players or, or anything kind of surpasses. Um, I think the game's evolved, right? For, for those people who kept up with the game and continually play, you know, various style, styles, various rules, then I think it's the same. But I think you take somebody that hasn't played in, in a long time, I'd say Colin Gavernsky, you know, good player, hasn't played. I don't think he would be able to stand up, you know. Um, but I think if you keep playing and you're a dodgeballer, it doesn't matter how long you've been playing or how old you are, you're still going to be able to represent. But also, yeah. like, I, like I talked about earlier, you know, the, the strategies change in a lot of styles. A lot of it's not fast-paced, run-and-gun like it used to be. Um, you know, the style I prefer, dodgeball. You know, uh, the whole ball against the face and team huddle for 20 seconds, that kills me. That, that'll lull me to sleep. I will throw an errant ball and get caught because I want something to do. Um, so you want to talk different styles and, and current styles as opposed to what the style was um, 10, 15 years ago? And we have that conversation, but I don't, like I said, if you keep playing and you're a current dodgeballer, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the game, you'll be all right. Still hang. Yeah. I, um, things that you can't have a, you can't have a lull. You can't have a slump. Um, otherwise you're going to have like a little bit of an uphill battle getting back to where you're survivable. I think, um, at least in my experience, I mean, I know last year I missed rounds ones, one and two, one and two. And I came in. I came into round three thinking, "Oh, I'll just pick up where I left off because I I didn't miss that much." Um, and uh, yeah, I did. I missed an awful lot, and it actually got me into um, personal training to just get lighter and and quicker. And um, I just feel like, like you said, you know, like if you if you continue to play and continue to push for it, you can hang right now. But um, I feel like what Alan might be hinting towards. I want to say maybe five to 10 years from now, if again, if we keep getting kids coming in at 16, 17 years old, and that becomes the, the norm. Um, that's a really good point about Colin Gavrinsky. Man, I've not heard that name in a, a good long time. <laughs> I just texted him. I said, yo, I'm talking shit about you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks. Um, yeah, but I think, I think that we're doing the sport justice by, by training these new players and show them how to play but maybe we're doing them an injustice in teaching them our old ways, right? These new players come up and they want to be like the players that have been playing forever, the OGs, the legends or whatever. But should they just figure their self, themselves out, their own kind of thing? You know, Austria won the U.S. Dodgeball's uh, WBA uh, World Cup in Madison Square Garden, and they were, they were all over the place. Like, we watched them in prelims, like, they're wild, but it worked. You couldn't hit them. Hmm. You know, they focused more on getting out of the way than they did their calculated kills. And it worked. It was it was crazy. Maybe that's the new way. Maybe it isn't. So I think that the new players coming in, they learn from the veteran players. Yeah. I'm curious to see again because I always say this with uh, you know some of the guys that you know, guys and girls have been playing longer. Like you watch any any dodgeball game championship what have you like pre-2009 and 2010 even and you're just like these these are lost children playing dodgeball like they, they have no form their throws are terrible like it's like we can we can go back in time and take them right now easily and i just wonder like what that's going to look like in the future um you know we're watching dodgeball um now or i guess before this, this weird pause but um what about you michelle i want to ask that question for you as well um do you think do you think we're kind of, um, I'll just reread it. So do you think dodgeball is like most sports where the current era players has progressed pretty rapidly past the uh, previous era in terms, of, in terms of skill and strategy? Um, I don't, 
I agree with most of the stuff that Rob has said, but I can, I know coming in from playing with him and Brett and Cushing and when I first started out, it was a lot quicker of a game. When I moved to the elite thing, I had to adjust how I played because it's the game slowed down and it wasn't what I was used to all the trying to come into something like that and having the younger players kind of take over and kind of tell me what to do. It was tough to wrap my head around it, but we want those younger people to come in to keep the game going after we're not able to play anymore. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think about like, okay, if I can't play dodgeball anymore, that's one thing, but if everyone just stopped playing dodgeball, I feel like that would probably be like the, the worst it'd be like an even worse feeling like like dodgeballs is done um like it fizzled out entirely like i need to get off this this dark stuff but um i i am i am happy to see young kids play bunch of like much smack to talk about them it is it is refreshing to know that um when i step off the court for good uh dodgeball will still continue at least I, i've got that feeling i don't know what that is but uh it keeps me warm at night. Um, I want to move on to the the next question um, from uh, Nick Factorian, and he asks, um, favorite memory of 98? So I imagine there's tons, and I'm looking at the expanded thread. Um, Justin just straight up says, that's a whole podcast. Um, I agree. Um, Factorian says, I'd love to hear that. And then Michelle, you said all of them. So I mean, it's, do you guys want to just like pick a couple and, and go from there or? Yeah, I guess I will. Um, you know, it's like my favorite dodgeball memory. It's the next one, you know what I mean? But uh, unfortunately there won't be, you know, a next one from him, but I don't think that it's a dodgeball ability. That's really a favorite memory. Um, even though he, he literally was the best player I've ever played against and with, um, it wasn't his dodgeball ability, but what he did with and for the dodgeball community and people around. Once he took the court, once he came into the arena, once he came into the gym, um, it was a different sense. And that's my, that's my favorite memory. Um, the people not understanding why he was playing in pants and vans. People not understanding how he can do things with his body. Us lining up on the line with the referee ready to blow the whistle and him talking to a girl or somebody from a different team or state or country that he never knew, but suddenly was best friends with, you know, a million times per tournament, we'd have to yell, where's Kush? Cause he's always making friends. I think that's, that's my best dodgeball memory for him is the, is the things he did uh, and continue to do honestly with his reach uh, for everybody in this dodgeball community and with everybody in this dodgeball community. You know, from from early days, even before he played with us, played against him, it was it was the same thing. Always admired his athletic ability, his awkward personality, um, and that beautiful combination on the dodgeball court. You know, he he was the dodgeball player. He you know didn't fit in with a lot of different sports, was athletic, but just found a home in dodgeball. Yeah, I um. I, I'm really trying to rack my brain because I'm, I'm trying to remember just, you know, because we, we would come to the NDL and, you know, there's, there's a ton of people to see, a ton of things to experience, but I can't say that I personally have, I personally have any memories with him. Um, I'm sure we played against each other at some point, um, but just the, the posts that you guys have and like, just like the, the sharing of stories and photos really just kind of speaks to the kind of person he was. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, you know, if you want to, I mean, even just the last tournament that I ever played with him was the World Cup at Madison Square Garden um, in the semifinals. You know, he had a ridiculous play, a two-on-one at the end with a sliding on his <laughs> action. I'm sitting there watching, and I literally saw it before it happened. I'm like, I've seen this a million times. He's going to catch his ball on his back. And Dwitty like had an awesome film of it. It's been shared a million times. Um, from that into a few games later, where he he dodges and smacks his face off the 
the concrete floor of Madison Square Garden and has to get 17 stitches in his, in his eye. You know, uh, that I mean, that's the last time I played with him. Um, and it was pretty, pretty epic, pretty amazing. But like I said, the bigger picture is what he did uh, off the court or his interactions with people um, in the dodgeball community. Yeah, and this Kim was getting as you can clearly see that with uh, the way you guys just honor his memory and just constantly still keep him close. Um, it's it's really inspiring, and it's it one of the the better things I was looking forward to talking about uh, with this episode, and just you know understanding okay, uh, the world's really uncertain right now, but there's still a lot of positive out there. Um, what about you, Michelle? I mean, I. I can't imagine like that you can't just pick like one favorite memory, but just like a couple that come to mind or the one that comes to mind. No, it's definitely hard to pick just one because every time we were all together was the next favorite memory that we had together. But I don't know. I think it's, he was just that person that brought out the best in people. Like he could go into the room and make everyone smile, even though it was like the most miserable day that it possibly was. And I think one of the one big things that stuck out to me with him is probably the fact that when I started playing elite and I was traveling for the first time without them, he would make sure that he sent me that message to tell me to play my game that I'm the best, I'm, I'll play as good as my mind is set to play. And he always made sure that he checked in. And even though he wasn't there, he wanted to make sure that he was thinking about me while I was there. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to read Brett's uh, comment because it was, it was kind of funny. He says, I need a spreadsheet, a calculator, a calendar, a protractor, and a bracket, and I still struggle. Um, but you can talk of him for, for days and it's a bummer. Brett couldn't figure out the, uh, the whole zoom phone app thing. Cause I'd be really curious to hear, uh, just from him too, just cause like I look at you guys on social media and it's always, looks like it was always the four of you. Um, I even think like Emilio has this on, as you all on this picture here, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, I want to say that's Brett with the backwards hat. Yeah, he has the four of us in one of his yeah. comics. That's cool. Yeah, he uh, Emilio does say, um, how did it feel when you guys and Pat were selected for Team USA in the Dodgeball World Cup? So I love that Emilio is always supporting um, Dodgeball. Yeah, Emilio, Emilio is the best. My kids have all his comics. I read them. Um, it's cool to be in a comic about you know, the sport I love the most. Um, I think that may obviously making anything you work for and you try out for is incredible. But I think even bigger than that is the fact that all four of us did it. And that's, you know, that's what made the memories meeting Alan and, and going to Manchester, England and Germany was like incredible. But the fact that the four of us did it together was uh, just made it phenomenal. It would, it would be weird if one of us wasn't, you know, but uh, that, I think that was the best part of not only getting the email that that I made it, but getting a text like, hey, did you get the email? That we all made it and we're all going together. That, that's what was awesome. And have you, did you guys all know each other before Dodgeball? Um, obviously, Michelle, you came in, I want to say a little bit later into the picture, but just to give me, give me an idea of like where. <laughs> I, uh, I met Kush when he was in high school still. And then he joined the league I started up here in upstate New York and he had this wicked pin straight super long hair <laughs> and he played for a, a team called the low hangers and then uh we he uh, when we switched venues he came to the sportsplex and played one time and the first time he came I broke his wrist he tried blocking a pinch of, of my own and uh, he broke his wrist so when he came back like a month and a half later I was like dude where you been he's like like broke my wrist <laughs> But, like, not upset about it, super happy about it. Like, it was a trophy. And, again, it goes back to the ego and the attitude. Like, he didn't shy away. He was right back there. And then uh, 
Yeah, he played for a couple teams against us, and then I asked him to play on, on uh, Upstate Empire, and he was super elated. It's funny how he told you know told the story of how he always wanted to be on our team, and then he was the best on our team. <laughs> nice. That's funny. He just he just had that aspiration of being on the team and ends up being the number one guy. Yeah. It's great. And uh, we kind of mentioned him briefly, but but Brett, same similar story. Like, how, how did you how do you know him? Yeah, Brett, I met him at Albany Dodgeball. He played at the Washington Armory in uh, New York's capital. Um, but that was just thrown together. You know, Brett was a guy who played softball, who played sports, um, and he was the cannon there. But they would, I mean, it was just they were playing in a basketball court and then playing width-wise, and if you missed or blocked, the ball would go like the four rows in the hands, you had to hop chairs and stuff, and it was just more of a party scene. Um, but he'll tell you the same thing, you know. He played against my teams and uh, kept losing, kept losing, and then I was like, I got to get this guy. And he jumped on, and he became our guy. Nice. You know, I, thought, I, I thought I loved dodgeball before those three, Shelly, Brett, and Kush around my team, but you know, I don't think I started playing dodgeball until we were all on the team. Found out like really what it was, and not only skill and strategy and play, but uh, the off the court stuff. Which, as you know, and as everybody knows, with dodgeballers, that's that's half the battle and that's half the game is is after and before the dodgeball tournaments. I mean, that's so. When I interviewed uh, Kevin Fry, like. Pretty young kid still. Uh, I may think he's got maybe three three years under his belt tops. Already asking what his favorite memories were. We're just getting to the venue, getting to the event, not the actual event itself yet. Um, so you say like it's half the battle, but it's also I, I don't know. Like that's you know, a lot of people tend to criticize the dodgeball community, especially when we get into these crazy uh, comment threads and whatnot. Uh, people get heated, but I think at the end of the day, like this, there's something about this sport. Um, that it, it just transcends off the court. Like, okay, we're not playing dodgeball right now, but I mean, we're talking about it, you know, uh, geez, like what? 1130 at night, your time on a, on a Wednesday night. Um, I would never have known you, um, had it, had it not dodgeball and you've been pretty steady in my life for like the past, what, 16 years now, 15 years. Um, yeah, crazy. that's crazy. Um, yeah. And Michelle, obviously I don't know you too well. Uh, I'm sure that will change over time, but, but still, even just by association, we, we play dodgeball. So there's that unspoken, like, Oh, this person's cool. This person's a friend of mine on Facebook and I'm aware of her working out and, and getting more involved in elite. So it's, uh, I think the whole community aspect is what we really need right now. And that's another reason why I kind of wanted to go back into the OG panels and reminisce just a little bit. Um, but before I forget, um, I wanted to ask about the beer that was, uh, I think I saw that on your timeline last weekend. Yeah. Um, that was pretty special. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's just, uh, another example of his reach. Uh, obviously I like a good beer. Shelly likes a good beer. Brett is like the beer guy, uh, right now and has been for the past few years, but, um, yeah, this, this brewery that's kind of up and coming and, and doing really cool things. They actually noticed Brett's tribute tattoo to Pat on his arm. And he's got 98 on his arm. And the head brewer, the owner, said, what's 98 about? And so, you know, Brett told the story and, and, and what it's about. And I think that any time that the three of us talk about Kush, it comes across just super, super passionate and it's super clear what he meant to us. And uh, the owner said, I'm, I'm brewing, I'm about to brew my 98th batch in this certain tank. And he's like, what do you think if I do it for your friend? And so obviously Brett was backflipping, he's texting us. And, uh, and so they had an event and they named it 98 forever. And uh, they kind of talked to, to us about more Brett, talked to Brett about um, the flavors and the profiles that Pat liked and, uh, and everything else. And they're super proud of it. And it came out great. And uh, they kind of, they released it last week and people showed up that I haven't seen in a while. People that broke the world record with us that haven't played dodgeball since then, uh, you know, family, friends. It was, it was great. 
and it was the beer was phenomenal. That's really cool, man. Um, it's only at this bar, I imagine. Yeah, no, they're they have uh, it's at the brewery, obviously, and they're um, they're getting it out to local bars. They've had a lot of requests for it and stuff. Um, Cush's hometown of Amsterdam, a couple of places, restaurants have requested kegs of it. So it'll be it'll be out and about, and they have crawlers, growlers, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. It's a, you know, this place has been open for like a year, year and a half, um, and so. Obviously, they never had the pleasure of meeting Kush, but they really took the time, and it wasn't like a gimmicky thing. It wasn't like let's just do this to make some money. It was uh, it was pretty, um, pretty special, and they really super heartfelt. And uh, you know, meeting uh, both Kush's mom and dad, uh, the owners were just kind of like choked up a little bit, and it just goes to show that his reach is still going. And and when you tell stories and you talk about them, that it's heard and it's felt, and it's super important. It's really cool. And that's, that's kind of what I was getting at too. Like just from the outside, you know, saying, you know, I never had the honor of really knowing, knowing him, but you could see the impact that he, that he left on you guys. And just, again, how you carry his memory and how you still keep him with you. Um, it says a lot about that friendship and that bond and, um, got to figure out how to get to that beer somehow. I'm bring it over here and in, in I can figure it out. Brett can figure it out. He has he has ways of shipping beer. Well, if you're if you're listening, Brad, or if you talk to me after that, um, tell him I'm I'm very very much interested in, in getting a getting to taste this. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I don't want to keep you guys up too late. Um, definitely just kind of want to keep this within the hour or so mark. But uh, before I wrap up, I just have to go with the tradition now, and that's just teeing up a uh, an Austin Deke dad joke. And it is, Disney is releasing a version of Tangled with an alternative ending where Rapunzel's hair isn't chopped off at the end. They're calling it the uncut edition. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell that to my kids, and they're going to have that same reaction tomorrow morning. Are you, just gonna, are you kidding me, Face? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Austin. But, um, well, yeah, like I said, thank you guys for, for being willing to hop on. And... Um, Honestly, just this was completely selfish. I really just wanted to talk about dodgeball with somebody. And Rob, you hit me up. Uh, I want to say what a couple months back, a couple weeks back, and I was totally down. But uh, saved it for for now when I needed it most. And Michelle, thank you for hopping on as well. And um, you know, if we want to talk about a, a memorial episode, as uh, Factorian and Justin had said, obviously open to that. But uh, for now, I think we'll go ahead and just end the interview there. All right, so that was kind of like an impromptu um, interview slash discussion with uh, Rob Hometown Immel and Michelle Bradley. And guys, thank you so much for being willing to just come on and talk dodgeball with me. Um, it's kind of like a selfish purpose. Um, I know that things are a little weird right now with um, pretty much dodgeball just not happening. And um, as I said in my post, um, the future, hopefully just the immediate future, like you know, eight weeks from now, maybe a little bit uncertain, but one thing that is out there um, is our history. And we have come um, quite, uh, from quite, a, quite a long way to get to where we are now. And um, considering that we're not playing dodgeball, um, what's the next best thing? It's always talking about it. So why not reminisce and uh, reconnect um, with everyone out there? Um, we're all handling this whole COVID-19 thing differently. Um, seeing a lot of awesome online social gatherings taking place, a lot of um, really unique um, activities going on, a lot of um, a lot of people just kind of just reaching out and, and being present, um, even though physically that's not really possible right now. So it's, it's, it's inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing and just have some good old conversations with, uh, with some dodgeball players um, from all over the place. So I'm really looking forward to the next one. Do want to give a huge shout out to uh, to Justin uh, Bosch for for helping me basically do a, a panel discussion all by himself. That is something I've been wanting to have happen for a while now. Uh, just on the off chance that I can't do this podcast anymore, definitely want somebody to be able to pick up and um, also help out because uh, there's just so much out there uh, to cover, um, and I definitely do not even think for a second I can I can cover it all. So. If you are interested in guest hosting or uh, coming on between now and whenever Dodgeball starts up again, I have um, a lot of free time in terms of Dodgeball, uh, basically where I would be buried, um, chest deep in recaps. I'm now trying to figure out um, 
Don't want to do OG panels, just straight up weird discussions, late night hangouts. I mean, there's just so much to talk about and let's, let's just do it. So anyway, um, thank you again, uh, Rob and Michelle, definitely appreciated talking with you guys. Thank you everyone for always, uh, providing your support. Um, also real quick, uh, I guess, um, a lot of people have been suffering through SoundCloud. So I'm really sorry if that's the case. Uh, we are on Spotify and iTunes, um, and Stitcher looking into any other avenues that makes uh, this podcast easier for you guys to listen to and access. So that all being said, I hope everyone is staying sane. I hope everyone is uh, safe and I hope everyone is still as optimistic and uh, forward thinking and looking forward to a much better future when all this nonsense is over with. So on that note, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, and just kind of see where it goes. Um, Dodgeball is just not happening right now, so I'm just kind of happy to talk to anybody about it. So, sound good? Sounds good.